When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. How are you? Good to see you. Ah, yes. Another broadcast day at the Blaze Radio Network. If you want to participate, 888-900-3393 is the phone number. No, I am not one of the three people, one from Florida, one from Tennessee, and one from California, who won the $1.6 billion. Good for them. Congratulations. Today, the Powerball, measly $40 million. Hey, That's only like $24 million cash payout. Almost not worth your time. Almost not worth your time. I loved, uh, we talked a lot uh, last week about uh, what you would do with the money. Uh, now there's all kinds of people who are, we spent all our money. There's even a GoFundMe page for Cinnamon who said, please help me and my family as we have exhausted all our funds. We spent all our money on lottery tickets expecting to win the $1.5 billion. And are now in dire need of cash with your small donation of at least a dollar. I'm certain that we'll be able to pick ourselves up from the trenches of this lost. Spend another fortune trying to hit it big again. Please, won't you help my family in need? Now, whether that's real or not, good for her. Good luck. (laughs) I wish I would have thought of it. She's only, you know, she made like 800 bucks. So, I mean, there's some people out there willing to help Cinnamon. No problem. I did appreciate the one family that came forward that won uh, from Tennessee. I did find out some other things. We talked a little bit about how long you had uh, to cash in the ticket, uh, if you could remain anonymous. I thought there was a way that you could cash in the ticket and then you remain anonymous for another amount of time. But uh, according to the websites of uh, the different states, uh, no. You have uh, you have 180 days in Florida and Tennessee to uh, cash in your ticket, and in California you have 180 days for all your winnings except for the jackpot, which you have a year 
to cash in if you want, but all public. So get yourself together, unless you're going to go on the Today Show like the Tennessee family did and say, hey, we're one of the third. Good luck. God bless. Uh, Yay. The Robinsons, good for them in Mumford, Tennessee. Actually good for them. And, And their story is a good story. I mean, they're just working people and they... You know, she didn't feel like stopping to buy the ticket. And she said, come on, you got to buy it. And she came home. She's tired from the work day. And they woke up and said, we won, we won. We were up all night. So good for them. Now they claim, they claim, and I believe maybe I'd say the same thing. Because I first read it and I went, come on. No way are you going to, uh, are you going to do that? But you know what? Perhaps, perhaps that's the good way to say it. Because they said, uh, you know, we're going to live in the same house. Uh, she said she's probably going to continue to work uh, and at her job. And I thought, nah, come on. What? You're going to live in the same house? Come on now. And then it got me thinking, you know what? If I win, that's, that's what you say. Right, if you go public, that's what you say. Yes, we won. I will keep my job. I'm not quitting, and uh, we're going to live in the same house. And so, if you want to find us, uh, we're still living right there. No problem. So, even if you keep that place, uh, you don't need to be living there. It's time to move on. Okay. Yeah, we still own the place, and we stop by once in a while to, uh, you know, check the mail. And uh, if you call me for anything, uh, leave a message, okay? Because uh, we're busy. So good luck. God bless. Have fun. And I would be concerned about theft, right? People know where you live. They know you've got money. You know that you're not going to have the cash. You're not going to have the $533 million just laying around. <laughs> uh, yeah. Honey, what did I do with that $100 million? Oh, it's in the bedroom? Oh, okay. But I'm sure the criminals feel like, oh, they probably got a lot of nice stuff now. Right? So hopefully in Mumford, Tennessee, they're using what California is using. Yes. The new beware software. Of course, it's for our safety. You know that. Oh, of course. It's always for our safety. Right? Generation of technology such as beware, Fresno, California. And it's giving the law enforcement officers unprecedented power to peer into the lives of citizens, but all for your safety. Such tools can provide critical information that can help uncover terrorists or thwart mass shootings, ensure the safety of officers and the public, find suspects, and crack open cases. Few departments will discuss how, yeah, I wonder why, or sometimes if they are using these tools. But hey, Fresno Police, no problem. Come on in. You want to see our $600,000 nerve center? You got it. No problem. Real-time crime center. High-tech policing. And just so you you know feel a little bit safer because you're thinking, well, I don't live in Fresno. I mean, how can I feel safe if I don't live in Fresno? Well, 
New York, Houston, Seattle, for sure, has the beware technology. So at least Fresno seems out of place in that list, but they've got it. They're the ones showing it off. New York, Houston, and Seattle, eh, no, we're not going to show it off. They probably don't even admit they have it. Just the company said, well, we sold it to them. We don't think they're using it or not. And NYPD, you know they're using it. And how are they paying for it? They're paying for it by charging news stations for the body cam video. Nice of them. Yes. Not sure if not sure if I agree with that or not, but I guess the cities have to make some money for the footage and for the time, right? Uh, I mean, the city claims that uh, the cost of processing a copy of the body camera footage, based on an estimate, the total time footage recording during the during the time, you know, takes time and money, right? And they, this, this news station asked for it, and they said, "No problem, uh, thirty-six grand. Uh, you want this uh, hundred and ninety hours of unedited body camera footage? No problem, thirty-six thousand. How did you get to that?" Oh, well, uh, you know, 304 hours, the uh, cost of compensating a police officer is $120 an hour, and we know the police officers all make $120 an hour. Uh, so no problem, right? And they have to have someone, uh, of course, redact the footage and go through and collate everything because you can't just give all the footage up. No way, Right? Because you might see something you're not supposed to see. Oh, yes. We don't want that. Now, of course, uh, you know, the television station believes that that's an unreasonable bar to public access. And they believe that the fee undercuts the purpose and scope of the foster transparency and trust between government and citizenry. Now, one thing I found interesting is that according to New York's Freedom of Information Law, if a records request takes longer than two hours to fulfill, an agency can charge to cover the employee's time. So, under that law, if you agree to the 36000 right, uh, to pay, then if the police don't give you the how many hours you request of the footage in the two hours time frame. I mean, you just charge them back the 36 grand, right? Yep. Yep. That's my time. My employee's time is worth whatever you're charging me for this footage. So you might want to get it to me in two hours. And I don't know that, you know, good luck. God bless. They'll obviously cover their own butts, but it brings up an interesting uh, question about the, about the cam footage. Uh, what is available, what can you get, what do we get to see? I mean, we all expect to see everything, all of it, all the time, right? I mean, it's a YouTube world. We want to see the footage. We want to see the footage from your cell phone. We want to see the footage from Bill's camera. And we want to see the footage. The reason that we want the police officers to wear the body cams is so that we can see the footage of what they do and what goes on so that we know that the bad guys were the bad guys. And... You know, we've seen footage from police officers that are not uh, good guys. And thankfully, we're weeding through the bad guys because of the videos. 
So now they're going to start covering it up. Oh, yeah, we, of course we're going to get body cams for everybody. Of course. Um, you are not going to be able to see it, though. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. Okay? Not going to happen. We have got we, me, you and I. You and I today hanging out. I've got a, just a bunch of stories. Some of them are maddening. Some of them are hilarious. And we'll be talking to Brad Meltzer a little bit later on his uh, new book, I Am Martin Luther King. Uh, it is the MLK weekend, right? So we'll enjoy that book. And I actually read it again last night. It's fascinating. And uh, we'll see uh, what Brad has to say about it today sometime during the broadcast. I don't even know when the heck he's going to be on. On the Blaze Radio Network. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. The Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Pure Opelka coming up immediately following this broadcast. Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Then uh, you get to enjoy a little bit of uh, Best of J7 for a couple hours. And then Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, and Joe Pags all live on the Blaze Radio Network today. No need to go anywhere else. And what the heck? If you're living in most of the country, it's going to be cold and rainy and snowing. Might even be pushing a little cold front down. Might be a little snow here in North Texas today. Yay. Can't wait. That's what I moved. That's why I love living in the South is so we get snow too. Yay. Agonizing. So, you have kids? You do? You let them play outside. Why? This story out of Texas. And I got to tell you, I'm getting tired of, I can't tell you the last since we've moved to Texas. And, you know, you hear, we've heard prior to moving to Texas, hey, it's Texas. And you hear all the time, Texas, Standard, America. Since we moved here, I keep hearing, and this happens in Texas. This is happening in Texas. Yeah. It's because it's happening everywhere now. And if they can win over Texas, the rest of the country will follow. And this story 
is not alone. Attacking a homeschooling family in Plano, Texas. I mean, that's part of the DFW Metroplex. I may have to talk to these people next week and find out exactly what it, the heck the outcome is going to be or what it, if it, the outcome has already happened by next week because family chose to homeschool their children. During their time at home, the children will frequently go out and si- go outside and play when the weather is nice. Now, I will say, oh, my gosh, oh, that's my house as well. Okay. Family's neighbor claims the children being home during the day is a nuisance and that is disturbing their right to a peaceful home. Therefore, the neighbors are suing the family for the noise created by their children playing outside. Oh, my gosh. The lawsuit filed in Collins County, Texas, over the noisy children, their tranquil quality of life had been destroyed by the children, and that the playhouse in the family's backyard causes visibility issues for them and their pets. Now, the family claims that they have tried numerous times to discuss the issues with the neighbors. They refuse to answer the door or slam it in my face. She only learned of the ward's issues with the children when they began blaring loud, obscene music from their windows each time her children would come outside. That's good. That How is that uh, tranquil quality of life happening with, with that happening? But uh, I digress. Just prior to the rap music overload, the only problem voiced by the wards was the family playhouse, which was approved by the HOA and the city of Plano. The playhouse allegedly causing visibility issues. An HOA inspector came to the property to take a look, noted that the only visibility that was obstructed was the visibility from the bedroom to the living room. So if the playhouse wasn't there, they'd be able to see the living room of the neighbors. The inspector agreed and told the family to remove a porch roof from the structure. Of course, you don't expect an HOA and a city uh, inspector to come out and say, oh, everything's fine, move on, nothing to see here. No, they've got to find something. That's what they do. So they said, oh, the porch roof of the structure. You know what? It's inches too close to the house. Oh, my gosh, do I hate HOAs. Anyway, that is another story. So they took it down. They removed the roof of the playhouse. They thought it was over. Wrong. We're homeschooling our children and we let them play outside. While most children are in regular schools. (gasps) No. They're not going to regular school. Those bastards. Do children have the right to play outside just as homeowners feel they have a right to peace and quiet? In the lawsuit, children play outside during daylight hours and occasionally during the evening. What? (laughs) No. The horror. Now, should homeowners expect this peace and quiet? Come on now. Come on now. Uh, There is uh, ambient noise in every neighborhood. 
no matter what you do during the day. In fact, uh, for the past six months in my neighborhood, my neighbor has had his foundation worked on. They were out there every day early. Uh, and since they fixed the foundation, then they had to come back and fix the concrete slab in the back of the driveway. And they show up at, oh, I don't know, 8 o'clock in the morning. Now I'm already gone. I have, It makes no difference to me whatsoever. However, I you know get a little note from my wife that says, they're jackhammering. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. I can't take it. Now, of course, I shed a tear for my wife and children at the house listening to the jackhammer because it's sad that they actually have to get up because somebody's running a jackhammer. Now, I've been gone for three and a half, four hours, so I really, it's hard for me to shed a tear on that. But I do. I do. I shed a huge tear. For them. So there's all kinds of noise ruining that peace and tranquil neighborhood. So good luck with this. We're going to find out exactly what's going on in Collins County, Texas with this lawsuit and find out if children playing outside really do ruin the tranquil quality of life. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. It is that. Welcome to it. So, with the last story and the neighbors complaining about the kids playing in the yard, I was reminded, uh, before I get to, I was was reading about these creepy kids, and some of the stories are fascinating. We're going to, we have to talk about these creepy kids. But I was reminded about a story that I read about a neighbor who was upset with her neighbor because they were having very loud sex. Now that's apartment living, right? But if you live in an apartment building, you have to maybe once in a while, perhaps you think about moving into a building with thicker walls, right? Uh, But she tweeted out and welcome to, the age of social media. So at 1119, she tweets out, who wants to hear my terrible neighbor having extremely loud sex? And she has audio recorded. And then 20 minutes later, she tweets out, so this is still happening. Now, the second, the first audio is okay. I mean, you can kind of, you know, you hear what's happening. Uh, and you would think, well, you know, maybe it's okay. But then 20 minutes later under the, so this is still happening tweet. Uh, she sends this piece of audio out. (laughs) 
So, oh, I'm sorry. So, um, if you didn't have the first piece of audio, you may almost think that someone is being harmed. Now, that is an issue. I may have a problem with making, you know, with that much noise in the neighborhood. But the homeschooling kids in the backyard in a neighborhood, no, I don't have a problem with that at all. <laughs> that is great. So this is still going on. I I don't know what I would do. It's pretty strange. Because I've lived in a lot of apartments. But I've never lived in an apartment where something... The neighbors were right on the other side of the wall, I guess. I'm trying to think of the smallest apartment I lived in. The bedroom was on the far side away. Oh, my gosh, the apartments were constructed correctly. Do you mean that the bedrooms were on the opposite side of the next apartment so that when you were asleep, you were the farthest away you could be in that room away from the next apartment? Huh. Amazing how that happens. So I don't know that I would, what would actually do. But if your kid's a a creepy kid, this is what the people in Texas should be worried about. If you have kids that are the creepy kids. Now my daughter has imaginary friends. Yes. Are you saying your daughter is one of the creepy kids? No, not yet. Because she just plays with them. And they're friends. And I haven't heard anything like these. Uh, One of the stories in the creepy kid stories is my son, from the age of three, always tells me about the creeper man who lives in my mom and dad's bedroom. He brings it up after he visits them. So that's his grandparents. I made the mistake once of asking what he looks like. And my son said, oh, he doesn't have a face. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay, great. Great. No problem. A parent of one of my students told us in a meeting that she was concerned because her son, seven years old, talked about an invisible ghost who would talk to him and play with him in his room. He said the ghost was called the captain. And was an old white guy with a beard. The kid would tell his mom that the captain told him when he grows up his job will be to kill people. And that the captain would tell him who needed to be killed. The kid would cry and say he doesn't want to kill when he grows up. But the captain tells him he doesn't have a choice. And he'll get used to killing after a while. You may want to take your child to some sort of therapist. If you're hearing that. It's just me. Maybe get some help. And I would make sure that uh, perhaps you have some child locks on the uh, on the knife drawers. When my daughter was three, she had an imaginary friend named Kelly who lived in her closet. Kelly sat in a little rocking chair while she slept, played with her, typical imaginary friend. Then, two years later, the wife and I are watching the new Amityville Horror. Our daughter walks out right when the dead girl goes all black-eyed. Far from being disturbed, she said, that looks like Kelly. Kelly who? You know, the dead girl that lived in my closet. 
Okay, no problem. <laughs> My little brother's imaginary friend Roger lived under our coffee table. Roger had a wife and nine kids. Roger and his family lived peacefully alongside us for three years. One day, my little brother announced that Roger wouldn't be around anymore since he shot and killed him and his whole family. <laughs> you bet. Okay, creepy kid. Creepy kid. Time to maybe, you know, get some help. Maybe. When I was 16. No, I don't want to do that one. Never mind. This one is talking about uh, how one of the kids always spoke of a man in an Easter bunny costume. Uh, No. So that was just a frightening because the kid just yelled, he's in here, he's in here, but he never was. The bunny man. Mm. When my mom was younger, she had an imaginary friend named Shaggy. When she was finished with Shaggy, she tapped him up and put him in the fridge. See, when if your kid were to, if my daughter came to me and said, uh, one of her purple gang, um, no, we're one less purple gang, Dad, because I chopped one up and put them in the fridge. I might have a chat. I might have to have a chat. But that's just me. That's just me. When my brother was little, he acted like he had angels talking to him every second. One day, my mom overheard him say, I can't kill him. He's my only dad. You might need some help. You might need some help. My daughter used to tell me about a man who came into her room every night and put the sign of the cross on her forehead. I thought it was just a dream. Then my mother-in-law sent over some family photos. My daughter looked right at the picture of my husband's father, who had been dead for 16 years. That's the man who comes into my room at night. Wow. Think about it. Now, the father told the mom that his dad would always do the sign of the cross on his forehead when he was young. Aw, grandpa visiting the granddaughter from beyond? My wife and I overheard my two-year-old daughter on the baby monitor wake up one Saturday morning and say, What? Okay, I'll tell her. Then she got up, came into our bedroom, and told my wife, Mary says you're doing a good job. Mary was the mother. She had just passed away. (laughs) Coming back to visit the family. Isn't that special? Yes, it is. Getting visited from beyond, from the... Old family members. It's important. Creepy kids. In high school, one of my best friends had a little sister who was five or six years old. One day we stopped by his place. Now, this may add to why the girl may be a little weird. In the story, he talks about completely high. (laughs) We stopped by his place completely high because he needed to get his magic cards. Right. While waiting for him to come downstairs, his sister came up to me and said, Icy told me to ask if you know when you're going to die. I laughed. Her imaginary friend. I even helped her draw a picture of him once, so I played along and said, No, of course not. No one knows that. Hopefully when I'm very old. 
The girl shook her head and said, No, Icy wants me to tell you it'll be tonight, and walked away. <laughs> so you go to your friend's house uh, completely high. Maybe this little sister is, I don't know, messing with you a little bit. I was 17 and babysitting a friend of the family's six-year-old boy. He'd been in the bed a couple of hours, and I just peeked in to check on him. He wasn't in the bed. And when I opened the door, I saw he was standing in the corner facing the wall. I asked him, What are you doing? All he did was turn around, smile, and put his finger to his lips. Shh. What are you doing? Leave us. It's a, the punishment. Okay. Mom, Dad, your boy's up in your room, standing in the corner. Okay. Uh, it's freaking me out a little bit. It's getting punished from the dead people. And my favorite creepy kid story is kid I used to babysit had imaginary friends. They were dead. One had no head. One was an old lady. They were both bloody. The one with no head had inside sticking out of his neck. I didn't ask him questions about them because F that. (laughs) I didn't ask the kid questions about it because F that. I don't want to (laughs) know. So I guess that's the answer. If the kid says, hey, no, I've got two friends. Uh, They're both dead. One's an old lady and one's bloody, and the one has the inside sticking out of his neck. You don't need to ask any questions. Just, okay, time for bed. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. is the Jeff Fisher Show. Okay, well, we talked a little bit about creepy kids, and now there's creepy parents. I mean, we all have creepy parents, right? Uh, Not like this. Uh, This lady, uh, a self-proclaimed textiles enthusiast, uh, you know, in Amsterdam, of course, Um, mother of two sons, Her son reaching puberty. We used to cuddle all the time, but those days are becoming scarce. This was the impetus behind my project. (laughs) My project was to knit a life-size version of my son. Uh Uh-huh. Because I used to cuddle him and hug him. And now that he's going through puberty, he doesn't want to do that anymore. So I knitted a life-size version of my son so I could just cuddle with it. Okay. Thanks, Mom. Love you, too. Maybe we ought to, I don't know, have Mom checked out a little bit. 
I don't know. That's a little weird. Just a little weird. I'm pretty sure you could, I don't know, knit a pillow. Uh, you could even, well, I mean, now that I'm talking about it out loud, right? I mean, there's robot dolls, there's blow-up dolls, there's real dolls. What the hell? She's knitting a life-size thing. The only problem is that it's of her son, right? If it was somebody else, it wouldn't be the so weird. So, I mean, it's a little freaky that it's the sun, but other than that, what the hell? And we have sad news, breaking news about the circus. Did you know that the elephants are going to be retired from the Ringling Brothers Circus? The Ringling Circus, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus ending its elephant acts. And they're ending it early. They had decided that they were going to end it a couple years from now, and yet now they've pulled the plug. Are you kidding me? How do you have, I mean, how, I, what are they just, they're just going to be like the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Cirque du Soleil, right? No elephants. Come on. And I didn't realize this, but there's cities are passing anti-circus and anti-elephant ordinances. Wow. Amazing. So you get to go see them, though. They're going to be in their 200-acre center for elephant conservation. And that's, uh, you know, in between Tampa and Orlando in Florida. Out there in Lakeland somewhere. The Elephant Conservation Center. Feld Entertainment. It's where all the elephants are going. They just open up a zoo, an elephant zoo, and you get to go see them there. But a circus without elephants. I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't sound like a circus. Plus, they used to go into the cities and give away all the elephant dung for fertilizer. Plants will die. Plants are going to die because elephants are not coming to your city. It's a sad day in America. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You don't forget you can uh, always uh, join me on Twitter at JeffyMRA. Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. Instagram, JeffyMRA. And uh, you can join in the fun on that social media site anytime you'd like, okay? At Jeffy MRA, Jeff Fisher Radio, uh, Jeffy MRA on Instagram. And I've had just about enough. I want you to know, I'm going to give just a quick update because it's starting to, I'm, I'm, it's bugging me right now a lot, is this arm sling I'm in because of my shoulder surgery. Yes, it's still going on, okay? Don't look at me like that. Now, I have an appointment Friday morning. This coming up Friday morning, the 22nd of January, 2016. 
on that very appointment is supposed to be the end of this sling. I'm going to go on record right now and tell you that it is the end of this sling. There is no way I'm going to hear anything other than it's time to take the sling off, Jeff, and you don't need to wear it anymore. I'm not going to hear it. I don't want to hear, or maybe you need to just wear it at night for a while. No. I don't want to hear, well, you can put it on, you know, if it's sore and stuff. No. I've had just about enough of this thing. Okay? Just about enough. Now, I will say that there are some, you know, my movement is still restricted uh, outside of the sling with the, you know, minor little rehab stuff they have me doing. And there are a few things, movements that are very difficult to do. However, tough. Okay, I've had enough of the sling. Just letting you know, I've had enough of it. Okay, so what? That it's really difficult to put socks on. Okay, so what? It's really hard to put a shirt on. Okay, so? So what? It's really hard to tie your shoes. So? So what? You can't hardly pick it up over your your arm up over your head. So? Tough. I'm not wearing the sling anymore, okay? I've had enough of it. Okay? I'm just saying. I've had enough of it. It's, I don't mind people driving me around. It's nice being able to be driven around. However, I also I enjoy driving. I enjoy my time in my automobile. Okay? If I didn't have the sling on in the back of the cars, then I would be able to maybe, I don't know, you know, you could work. You'd look on the phone. You could have your tablet. You could, you know, read some stories. But this way I've got it. You know, you still got to sit just right. And you've got, you know, it's one hand with the phone. And it's just, I've had enough. I've had enough. So just saying Friday, it's over. Me and the doc, we're breaking up. Okay. This whole little office crowd, everybody, we're breaking up. I'll do the little rehab that they want me to do. I'll go to the rehab center. I'll do the work. But me and the surgeon and his little people were done. You know, until the next surgery. <laughs> so, what shall we talk about? My gosh, you know, I don't, we've got Brad Meltzer coming up. We're going to be talking to Brad about his new, his latest book and uh, another book on the bestseller list for him. And we'll see what else is going on in Brad's life. And we've got the presidential race happening. We had the big debate on Thursday night. Um, I, I, I don't know. I've had just I've had enough of hearing these guys fight each other out for the Republicans. There's no fight in the Democratic Party. Either Hillary goes to jail or she's going to be the nominee for the de- Democratic Party. Right? They're not going to. You know, Bernie Sanders is great. And uh, the reason he does well is because a lot of young, you know, a lot of young people, you know, want to want to make sure that everything is, you know, okay, and everybody should be nice, and we need to be serious about renewable energy, and we be watch out for guns, and everybody should get money from the government and be able to get school free, and everything should be free because of the government. You know, Bernie Sanders is, you know, a good socialist. 
wonderful thing. And because we've had eight years, I'm sorry, it hasn't been a full eight years yet, of this president, and the world seems to be going to hell in a handbasket very fast. Every day, something new is happening that's horrific in some country around the world. Hostages being taken, terrorists being shot, responsible just public being killed, walking to the coffee shop. Oh, we just blew him up. Oh, okay, great. Why'd you do that? Because I wanted to be the head of the terrorist party in my country. Oh, okay, great. So, do we want, and the leader, uh, you know, the the big swing of our wannabe president, one of them is Donald Trump. And I get it. Do I Do I hate Donald Trump? No, I do not. I understand why people like him. I really do. I get it. Because you want somebody that's going to come in and be the loudmouth, right? You want somebody to come in and be the loudmouth. You do want someone to come in and know what's going on. We had our sailors held captive by Iran. They were set free. But a few hours later, Donald Trump posted that we want our hostages back now. His tweet was, Iran toys with U.S. days before we pay them. Ridiculously, billions of dollars. Don't release money. We want our hostages back now. Well, that's great, Don. But, you know, a few hours before you tweeted that, um, they had already been set free. So. So. What do you think, Don? Maybe not. And if you think, I don't know if you heard what, how he, what he sounded like in Pensacola, Florida the other day. This was before the debate Tuesday, I think. Early, early this past week before Thursday night. Uh, he went off because the microphone wasn't to his liking. And this is what you're going to get. If he's the president, because this is what you get now, and he's not going to change. Don? $505 billion. And by the way, I don't like this mic. Whoever the hell bought this mic system, don't pay the son of a bitch to put it in, I'll tell you. Oh. These people. No, this mic is terrible. This stupid mic keeps popping. Crowd Do you clapping. hear that, George? Don't pay him. Don't pay him. That's right. You don't believe in paying. Do but when you? somebody does a bad job, like this stupid Mike, you shouldn't pay the best. Sir. Terrible. Terrible. It's true. It's true. And you got to be tough with your people because they'll pay. Listen they to care. this. They'll pay. So we're not going to pay. I guarantee you I'm not paying for this Mike. And you got to be tough with your people because they'll pay. They don't care. Right. I'm the only one that cares. I have to watch over everything. I can make those decisions. But you got to pay the bastard. Don't pay him. I guarantee you I'm not going to pay him. Crowd clapping. Oh. Oh, my gosh. I wish I would have loved to have the mic just be unplugged right then. Not paying? No problem. Shut it down. Go ahead and holler for a while, Don. 
Let's hear what you have to say. No problem. Okay. Hey, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm, I've had enough. I've had enough. But this is what you're going to get, and you got a whole bunch of time left. Whole bunch of time left. And you know you've got, uh, you know, you're going to feel great about mob rule, but there's only going to be a few who benefit. So when you get past that mob rule part, and uh, Don is saying stuff that is against you, not the people that you don't like, we'll see how much you're clapping for that. Okay? He's famin- fanning those flames right now because he's talking bad about the things that you don't like. When he starts talking bad about the things that you like because he's decided he doesn't like it anymore. Okay. Have fun. I guarantee I'm not going to pay him. I mean, you got to pay. I don't mind paying. You got to watch your people. Your people, that's you. Because they'll pay. They don't care. I guarantee I'm not going to pay him. Oh, my gosh. Just a a bad guy. Now, we could talk maybe Bill Cosby, right? Bill's in trouble. Big court case. It could be over soon. It's true. It is true. It could be over soon. Why would it be over soon? Because former District Attorney Bruce Castor sent an email saying, uh, you know what, uh, I want Bill to testify in a civil assault case. So anything he says, I won't use to uh, to put criminal charges on him. Really? Well, that's exactly what they did. They used the deposition to bring criminal charges against Bill. But now they have the district attorney saying they wouldn't do that uh, a few years ago. Good luck. God bless. So if you think you're going to, I mean, we all know that Bill is not as good a guy as we thought he was. No question. Uh, No question. We went through it all. If you listen to uh, the year in your ear, on the Blaze Radio Network uh, over the holidays. It ran a few hundred thousand times. Um, you, uh, that was a segment that I did uh, in that show, during that show, and uh, Bill was part of it, and we did a huge timeline of Bill. And, uh, you know, he's, it was sad. He's a bad guy, fallen from grace, Bill Cosby. But you're not going to bring him down with something that you've already agreed you weren't going to use to bring him down. And everybody wants to nail him because he's Bill Cosby, and we thought he was a good guy, so we're mad at ourselves for thinking he was a good guy when he's really not. But we're going to find a way to get him. But just the guy's like 80 years old now. I know it doesn't make it right, but just leave him alone. Let him go. Have a nice day. Get out of here. Okay? Get out of here. Now, we could talk maybe, I don't know, the Oscars have been, the nominations are out, Doug Oscars, we could talk about Walmart closing a bunch of stores, I know, I know, 269 stores, 
trying to focus on e-commerce, which I believe they just went into a big deal with uh, uh, a Silicon Valley firm. So they are going to be focusing more on that. But 269 stores. Now, of course, in the the story that I read here, uh, mostly urban and rural areas where the company couldn't open the sprawling super centers, they're going to be closing the Walmart Express. Um, I actually have never seen a Walmart Express, but I have. We do have a couple of neighborhood markets in our neck of the woods, and one of those neighborhood markets is closing. Now, they were claiming that it's, uh, you know, they're closing some of the stores that uh, were not doing well. Uh, But I got to tell you, the store that the neighborhood market that they're closing in my neck of the woods, um, I know I stopped there. And I never saw a time that it was not, it didn't have customers. Now, in that area, there's all kinds of, right now at this specific time, there's all kinds of construction on the corner of where they're at. So it's difficult to get in and out. And in fact, to the same corner, a McDonald's, a McDonald's, hear me, closed. Now, this McDonald's, actually, they moved down the road. They moved up around the corner and up the road, I don't know, two miles. I don't even know it was two miles, maybe a mile. And when they did it, I thought, well, that was, I can't believe it. Why would they move? And then they shut down this huge corner with all this construction. And I was thinking, he was the smartest one in the group. He got out before the construction started because across the road, on the other side of the corner, a Wendy's. A Wendy's has closed. Now think of that. I mean, that amazing. And they just shut it down. Nobody can get in and out of it without difficulty. It's not easy like it was before. I mean, it's amazing. But anyway, they're closing 269 stores. Walmart, think of that. 269 stores. Um, Walmart Express, Supercenters, 12 Supercenters are going to close. And four Sam's Clubs. Four Sam's Clubs. Wow. 16,000 Associates. Okay. 16,000. Bye-bye. How's that uh, minimum wage coming for you there, Walmart? I remember you said uh, you were you caved to all the public pressure and we're going to give everybody a big raise and minimum wage was going to go up. Right. Remember? And other people were talking about, well, you know, what's going to fall because if you do that you've got to raise prices right or you've got to what would it be what would it be oh i know close stores and that's exactly what they're doing now walmart to their credit look um we're going to place those other associates in nearby walmarts as best we can you know best we can but look when it's not possible we're gonna, it's gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna try to provide our laid off associates with sixty days worth of pay, and we're also gonna help them with um, resume and interview skills training. 
So here's a DVD on how to fill out your resume and how to give a good interview. And, uh, oh, you're part-time? No, you don't get any, uh, you're not getting any, uh, any 60 days worth of pay. Um, good luck. God bless. Uh, if we can hire you down the road, we will, but we're not giving you any more money and, uh, have a nice day. So how's that minimum wage working out for you? Huh? Working out good, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. Times are looking good. Looking good. Keep fighting for that $15 an hour. Keep fighting for all these, all these franchises paying people unreasonable minimum wage. Keep praying for that. Because what happens? Oh, I know. If it's a big chain like, oh, I don't know, Walmart, they close stores. If it's not a big chain, they close stores too. Only they go out of business. This is the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. Oh, uh, if you're planning on taking a trip to Brazil, Colombia, El Salvador, French, French Guiana, Guatemala, Haiti, Honduras, Martinique, Mexico, Panama, Paraguay, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, uh, there's a travel ban in effect. Uh, most significantly, if you're pregnant, you don't want to travel to Mexico or Puerto Rico or Central America or South America because of... The Zika virus. Yes. Man, it's terrible. Horrible Zika virus. Um, It's from a mosquito bite. I hate mosquitoes, man. And now we can't even go anywhere. Central or South America. Because of a damn mosquito. (laughs) Well, if you're pregnant, it affects the baby. So... I'm sure it doesn't do anything to people who aren't pregnant. So you got nothing to worry about there. (laughs) Nothing to worry about. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. It is that. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393. On the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for coming along for the ride today. Okay, this weekend, Martin Luther King weekend, right? Yesterday, we celebrated and remembered his birthday. Monday, we celebrate the national holiday of Martin Luther King. A quote, the time is always right to do right, from Martin Luther King Jr. Joining me right now on the broadcast, the man himself, uh, you know, Brad Meltzer. I mean, world-class author, has his own clothing line, which I, it's only it's only children's clothes, right? No, you get close Brad, to yourself. Really? 
Yeah. You, 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 you have fat guy sizes too? Listen, uh, we love everybody. I'm actually now, now, now you've just now you you've lost the opportunity to lie to me and say, "Oh, I know. You wear the clothes too." I know. I, I know. Actually, my my children love your clothes. I was just joking. Uh, listen, I I, oh, I love your children for that. And I love your wife for me. I also love your wife for making me the best cookies of all time. She makes the best cookies for many people, and and only you get the special blend, which is I was going to say. You know, don't you're welcome. You're welcome for everyone. No, you get the special blend, right? You know that. That's right. Special, special. You know that. You know you do. Okay, so before we get the second tour of your office, um, I, I want to talk about your latest book, I Am Martin Luther King Jr. I appreciate um, it. It's the the uh, latest edition in the series. How many children's books do you have now? So, you know, what happened was a couple of years ago, I was just tired of my own kids looking at reality TV show stars and loudmouth athletes right. and thinking that that's a hero. And, you, you know, we're friends a long time. I was just, I was like, listen, that's being famous and being famous is different than being a hero. Let me give him That's better heroes. Fact. And because of the History Channel TV show, because of the thrillers I write, like The President's Shadow, which is, you know, stock with history, I was like, I got better heroes. So we've done now, we started with I'm Amelia Earhart and I'm Abraham Lincoln. And we've now done eight books that have run through. Uh, we've done Rosa Parks, I'm Albert Einstein, I'm Jackie Robinson. We've done uh, Lucille Ball, Helen Keller. And now we're doing I Am Martin Luther King Jr. My daughter loves these things so much. Her, I, I brought uh, I Am Martin Luther King Jr. home, and before we get to actually sit down and read it, uh, she's excited to start turning the pages and find out where you are in it. I uh, know. Where's you know, yeah, Waldo the, the and art, Brad The Meltzer. artist hides me in every book. We've got to find Brad. We have to find Brad. I, I said, but he's turned me into like this bald Where's Waldo. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. It's fantastic. And I made, I, I, I actually, uh, I did laugh out loud when I brought this home because that was the first thing. We've got to find Brad. like obsessed We've with it. We've got to find Brad. In the next book that we're doing, because you know we're doing I Am George Washington next, which I've been waiting to do forever. Oh, that'll be great. And in the next book... Um, kids became so obsessed with finding me in the, in the, in all the biographies <laughs> that they actually have an, an author photo of me in the back as a cartoon of me. So you can actually see me and then know what to look for in case you, you know, couldn't oh, there you go. Guy. Yeah, that's great. All right. So we're going through the, I am Martin Luther King and I am Martin Luther King Jr. Don't forget the junior. I know. And, uh, the story is fascinating and the way you told it, it makes, I, I don't know. My kids wanted to go back and learn more about uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Even with all the information they got from your book, it's like we have to know more about this man. And, yeah, it, and listen, it really does create that. that. That's the goal of the books, right? Is you know, If I tell my kids Martin Luther King Jr. gave a speech, my kids are not impressed. They, they no. don't care. They have no point of reference for the March on Washington or anything about the Civil Rights Movement. Right. But when I tell them... That, and this is a true story. When Martin Luther King Jr. was six years old, just six years old, his best friend was a little white uh, Fascinating this, this story. little boy who was white, right? It's an amazing story. This is what the book opens with. And we always open all the books from Abraham, I Am Abraham Lincoln to everything else. We open with stories from when they're little. So you see, when he's six years old, Martin Luther King Jr.'s best friend is a little boy who's white. And they play together, they have fun together. And then one day the boy's father comes to him and says, My dad said, I can't play with you anymore. And young Dr. King is like, why? I don't understand. We're friends, aren't we? And the kid walks away. And Dr. King is confused. He doesn't understand why they can't play together. And then he asks his parents, and his parents tell six-year-old Dr. King, it's because you're black and he's white. And he's so mad at that. He's like, I want to hate the father. I want to hate that boy. I want to hate the whole family. 
and his parents give him this amazing message. They tell him, listen, don't have more hate in the world. Have more love in the world. And Amazing. I can, and, and, and his mother tells him one of the, again, other lesson, don't let anyone make you feel less than you are. And those lessons stick with him forever. Forever. He's six years old when he learns, when he learns it. Obviously we have six year olds who read these books. Those lessons stick with your kids forever. And once you tell your kids that story, every kid and every adult, including myself, you, everyone knows what it's like to be rejected by someone from someone who doesn't want to play with you anymore. And right. once that happens, now your kids can relate to him, and Dr. King is just like them. Yeah. And now that's the goal of the book, Jeffy, is like these aren't the stories of famous people. This is what we all experience every day. This is what we're all capable of on our very best days. And now you can go forward, and your kids are attached to them. And, and then you obviously see the civil rights movement begin, and it goes from there. And it's almost – I mean uh... – my daughter, and she's, you know, obviously, like you said, she's like your kids have heard the stories and it, you know, glosses right over until she gets inside the kids book. I am Martin Luther King Jr. and realizes that this she now she believes it actually happened and starts paying attention. It's difficult to believe that something like this could happen in America and oh, having for sure. just unbelievable and to have someone to grab onto martin luther king jr uh man it is important uh, we we definitely need another martin luther king jr i don't know today but that's another story <laughs> no, listen that, that amazing part is when you read this book every parent that's read it you know i have a i have a friend who read i am rosa parks with his daughter they're a mixed race family so they adopt a little girl. She's black, he's white. And they get to the, the last page. The last pages of the book always show the real pictures of the yeah. person. That and she great. said to him, she said, wait, this happened? This really happened. She couldn't believe it happened. Right. Every, every adult that reads the book is like, we, we, need, we need someone like this today. We are starving right, for no a hero thanks. like this today. And, you know, to me, the fun of, of I Am Martin Luther King Jr. is that, as a book, you, it's not only the stories of when he's little, because, you, again, you see other stories when he's little and you can relate to them, but when you start getting into the civil rights movement with your kids, you actually see the children's crusade. And now you hear the story of kids marching. These aren't just adults marching and changing right. the world, but your kids see that kids had a hand in the civil rights movement, that 1,000 kids showed up to march, 900 were arrested. And then your kids go, oh, man, nobody's going to come the next day. The next day, instead of 1,000 kids... 2,500 kids show up, and now it goes on national television. And everyone starts going, hey, man, that's not fair. You can't arrest kids. You what can't are you put them doing in jail. to these kids? Put, they're putting hoses yeah. on kids and dogs. And, and now your kids are going, wait, this isn't the action of just some adults. I'm capable of this. I can take a stand. I have that power. And to me, when you teach your kids that, just like Dr. King when he's six years old, those lessons stay with them forever. You arm your kids with these lessons forever. And that, and those moral, you know, these books, you know me a long time, um, and we've sat in Dallas together, like, and I always yeah. say, what these books do is they're there to give these, it's not just a history lesson, it's a moral lesson. It's a moral, like, when I did these books, all of our I Am books, it's a moral lesson of what you can teach your kids. And this isn't about, like, what date the March on Washington is. It's about if you stand together, nothing can stop our dream. That's what it says in the back of the book. Just like on the back of I Am Abraham Lincoln, it says, I will always speak up for others. Or on the back of Amelia Earhart, it says, I know no bounds. And those are the lessons I want my kids to have, I want my daughter to have, I want my sons to have. Is to, you know, in this day and age where morals are thrown out the window so often, 
that we need someone to teach. You know, our kids are going to pick heroes whether we like it or not. Right. You might as well have some say in it. Um, so we can get this, bradmelter.com, Amazon, available everywhere. Yep, yeah, you can get them in any bookstore. I think they're even at Walmart, Target, and everywhere else. All right, so let's now let's move on to, uh, to yeah, Brad let's, Meltzer. Do, let's do it. Let's move on to Brad Meltzer. All right, we've had people have uh, had people tweeting me for a second. Uh, we get to have a second look at your office on the broadcast. Yeah, so what today. do you want to know about my office? I saw that so, on my Twitter. I was like, what? Wait, what's the second? What happened? I know we did the first thing. What, what do we have? We in the, did the what do we first. Do? Well, we we need. Well, I, you know, let's open up a drawer. Okay, I don't know. Let's open up a drawer. I don't. Let's, I don't. You're sitting I'm at your desk right now. Okay, All right, we're so opening up the drawer. What, what's we in pull it? Out? Yeah, anything. Okay, I don't okay. care. <laughs> oh, this is actually fun. Okay, so here, this is great. So in here, I open my drawer. Is um, I'm. I, listen, I, I'm as someone who hosts Lost History and Decoded. Like I'm obsessed with history. So my drawer yeah. has a stack of of business cards. They look like business cards. I'm going to read through this so you can okay. find the best ones we have. Okay, so here. Is you know, there's obviously things like your airline numbers and your nonsense like that, but this is how crazy I am, Jeffy. So here's my <laughs> college ID. Now here's this, oh my I promise you this is true. I can send you a picture. So I have a, here's a Rolodex card. Okay. Oh my gosh, when, people. When most I, people don't even know what that is anymore. Right, right. I, if I showed my kids this, they would be like, "Why is that? Why is there a cut in that card?" So it's a Rolodex card. That's, that's the old-fashioned contacts. This is where you used to keep your phone numbers, right? And <laughs> right. so. It is a phone number, and what happened was is when I was starting out, I was 22 years old, and I was putting out my first book and trying to find an agent. And my, my boss at the time said, you should call this agency. Every New York agency rejected me. They had nothing to do with me. I got 24 rejection letters Amazing. in my first book. There were only 20 publishers. I got 24 rejection letters, right? And it was a disaster. But on this card is someone recommended to me an agent named Jill Neerum or Lane Zachary. They were both at the same agency, but there were two names. And I took the card, and I looked at the card, and I had to figure out which of these agents should I submit my book to. And I looked at Jill and a woman named Lane. And I was like, man, Jill sounds much which nicer one? than which a fake one? name yeah, like no Lane. Kidding. Right? No kidding. And, and, I literally, <laughs> and that woman that I sent to, in that one decision of picking which of these two women – that's who became my agent and sold my first book. Wow. So here's the Rolodex card that I made the decision from. That's how crazy nice. I am. I kept nice, that, nice. too. Oh, you can't throw uh, it away. Yeah, no, no. That. It's a good one. I kept uh, – so let's see what else is in here. I have uh, baby pictures, of course, from kids. Oh, I have my Legion of Superheroes membership ID card from, for the Superhero Club. Nice. What number um, are you? You know, are they number one. What are you going to be? I know. Okay, whatever. You know, you got to be the good yeah, one. Right. Um, I have a, I have my driver's license where I have hair, which is oh, yeah, good. I've seen a couple pictures of those. Um, stay yeah, bald. Yeah, they exist in the yeah, in stay bald. I think they're there. And then wait, I'm going through this two pile. In fact, I keep so much as two piles. So now the second pile. Let's see what we get. Oh, my first business card ever. Nice. Um, this, and then this author. is actually a prayer that I keep in here that I always love from college. Um, I love this prayer here. And then let me find – I'm going to end on something funny because it's definitely always funny in here. I'm going through because no one cares about uh, my Writers Guild of America card, my Mystery Writers card. Well, we end with ah, here it is if we have the Superman theme to play. This is crazy that I kept this. This is – you know how we used to get baseball cards? Oh, if yes. If you were a real nerd, what you got is you said, you know, Mom and Dad, don't buy me baseball cards. Buy me Superman the movie cards with Christopher Reeve. Wow. And I actually have card number 77 
conversing with the elders. It's when Superman goes and they put him in the Phantom Zone, and I kept that card because I loved it that so much. That is sweet. So that, that just shows sweet. you how pathetically. Well, no, I mean, that, yeah, t- today that's great. Then, oh my gosh. Yeah, then, then that's a, that's oh a sign gosh. for I have no friends. <laughs> then it's like, do you think we should get Brad checked? Yeah. Oh, and then here's oh here's one of the thing I found. This is two things. Oh, wait, two things that are awesome in here. One of them is a picture of uh, our friend who passed away, Michelle Heidenberger from 9/11. One of the flight attendants on the Pentagon flight. I always keep wow. her thing on my desk. But here's the other thing I just found in my desk is when my mom passed away, my mom was obsessed. No one knows this. My mom was obsessed with moons. And you'll see sometimes in the books, I'll hide references to moons. She used to wear oh. little crescent moon pins. And in my desk right here, when my mom passed, and you know, you, you kind of split up jewelry yeah, with my family. Find stuff there was no jewelry. Remembers. It was basically like whatever fake stuff my mom bought. Of course, but it's still um, your mom's stuff. It's right. It's my mom. Right. It's worth yeah, nothing, it's but mom. it's worth everything. Right. And so here is one of my mom's moons. It's the one thing I took. I was like, I want wow. one of mom's moons. So that's one of my best. That's fantastic. Um, and then here, last thing is also right here to my left is a superhero action figure from the Justice League of America, the bad guy, the super villain <laughs> that I made up and they made an action figure from. And as far there as I'm concerned, I could be on the – we just found out that I am Martin Luther King Jr. made the bestseller list, right? That's a big deal right. in our house. Yeah, that's not as big, Not as big as having our own action figure. <laughs> oh, no way. Everybody wants their own action figure. I mean, right. It's your oh. own action figure. My, my, you know, and I was like my, – my son comes in. He's like, why do you have this out? I'm like, why do I not? <laughs> Get your own action figure, right? Okay, you can have mine. This is me. mine to play with. Don't yeah. touch Daddy's action figure. Then get back to me. Now get out of here. All right, so we can catch your uh, little reads on Facebook. I see you're doing that uh, once or twice a week. Uh, you're reading yeah, stories story to us on time. Facebook. Yep, I love that. And you can find all that out at bradmelzer.com. Brad, I'll talk to you later. Thank you very much. Okay, love, I love you. You, you know that. Day. All right, peace, Brad Meltzer. Don't forget, bradmelzer.com. This is the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. It is that on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks so much for uh, being along for the ride today. Thanks, Brad Meltzer. BradMeltzer.com. Michael Pelka, Puro Pelka, coming up immediately following this broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, all live on the Blaze Radio Network today. No need to go anywhere else. Don't forget you can tweet me at JeffyMRA. Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. Instagram, JeffyMRA. Anybody tell you you look good yet today? No? (laughs) Well, you do. You look great. I mean that. You're not really going to wear that all day, though, are you? This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.